Friends, the podcast by friends about friendship. Each week we'll be discussing the different ways we make and maintain close friendships in the modern world while celebrating the importance of good pals. Mm. Anna and I are here today at Anna's house, which is an unusual recording location. I being Chloe, if people haven't distinguished the voices yet. Oh, come on. They've got to know. I mean, I'm easy because I've got the the Welsh milk, as as many people have told me. (laughs) Um, Ariel is otherwise engaged, but don't worry because Chloe and I are here to entertain you for the We're holding the fort. We are, we are. Um, What have you been up to, Chloe? What have I been up to? I don't even know when I last saw you. On oh, Friday. Oh yeah. To be honest, not a lot since then. <laughs> I had a nice little reunion with a friend who's just gone through a breakup on oh. Saturday. So I was doing my best friend live that single life thing. Yes, girl. Yes. Um, what about you? Also, not much to be honest. I feel like everything. Well, it's been a big mad rush up to Christmas, and I feel like my life's really mm. hectic. But I don't have much to say to show for it or say for it. When people yeah. ask me what I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I'm I just know. being really busy. I like I'm so busy, but what am I busy doing? No, couldn't tell you. So this week, we're talking about drifting from friends. Drifting away. <laughs> Drifting. You're getting so musical. This is the I second am. podcast in a row in which you've well, sung. Well, every yeah, true. I'm just such. I'm a Welsh girl. I'm <laughs> so musical. But I'm like, no, stop. Is Wales and music a thing that's? Yeah. Are you joking? Like what? What? Like what? How? I've never heard of that. You've never heard that the Welsh are musical? No. It's like a massive thing. No, oh, well. Oh my god. Lost on me, babes. But clearly you are, and you're Welsh, so I'm willing to accept that. Thank you. Thank you. Um. But no, seriously, drifting. This week, we're talking about what happens when you feel like you're drifting from a friend, if you should ever just accept it, should you try and claw them back into your life, Um, and is drifting just natural? Classic, classic Girlfriends podcast, we're going to start with a nice little, what the fuck does it mean to drift? Yeah, let's dissect this bad boy. Let's. Because I have many thoughts about this. Because what actually constitutes is drifting. Because on the one hand, I have lots of friends who I'd still class as close friends who I haven't fucking spoken to in a very long time Mm -hmm. just because our lives are just in different places and we're Mm -hmm. doing different things. And yeah, and so in that respect, have we drifted? Maybe. But they're still, in my head, they're still a close friend. So I don't. I don't know if that constitutes as a drift. As a drift. I guess for me, drifting means like a lowering of a friend on the on the friendship scale. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean that like drifting means they're no longer in your life. But if someone's your best friend and you talk to them every single day and then a few months later you only talk to them once a week, maybe like you probably have drifted. I also think it's about whether you, how much you have in common anymore, so that when you do meet up, because I've had it where I've met up with people that I haven't seen for a while, and it's just kind of, yeah, our lives are in such different places that we don't have anything, it's almost like an effort to 
kind of keep the conversation going so I think that is definitely an element mm-hmm. of it as well and also just when you're seeing because naturally we're seeing what people are doing on social media and um, all of this and you kind of realise that you, you actually have no idea what's going on in their lives that's that is hard I think and I think it is really hard especially in this day and age <laughs> when we like we do move around a lot so we go from like home lives to uni lives to work lives and not only are you moving like where you are in like your mental state but literally like geographically moving yeah um and it is hard to keep up that same intense relationship but it's like the blame that I feel a lot of the time I feel like it's my fault Mm. I've done something wrong or I'm not being a good friend because I've not managed to talk to them all the time um and I think that's a big aspect, like, whose fault is it and how much how much should you beat yourself up for drifting from someone? Because we'll get onto this later, but sometimes it's, like, a necessary thing and sometimes it is an accident. Yeah, or it's just a natural way of life because, obviously, as you kind of progress through life, so you're not going to keep the same amount of friends. And you might... And I think we talked about that. This Maybe in the very first episode we were talking about making new friends we were talking about how many friends can you really realistically keep yeah. in your life at one stage yeah, yeah. so if you're kind of you know you get a new job or whatever and you make new friends there like you only have a certain amount of time in a day mm. or you know so where are you going to like how are you going to allot time to the friends who might you know be in the old job or be in another city yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. um i want you to tell me about your drifting experiences so do you find that you've drifted from a lot of friends or do your friendships tend to end with like big bust ups or talk to me i have could not tell you a single friendship that has ended on a bust up all of my friendships have ended on drifting really and i think that's almost sadder because you can't really kind of pin the end of the friendship Mm -hmm. down to oh I'm not friends with her because she did this thing and therefore she's not worth my like mental energy anymore. Whereas if you've just drifted from someone, yeah, you, as you said, you've kind of got that like guilt about like, oh, actually I should be making an effort. And I've def- I've drifted from so many friends mm-hmm. in like every le- life stage. So when I went to uni and then when I came to London, like at every stage I've had kind of not a tear because that sounds awful but I'm going to use that word Mm -hmm. anyway but like a tear of friends just kind of fall away because they weren't so for example most recently after graduating from uni and coming to London and getting a job I've stayed close with my close uni friends who I lived with and I saw all the time but my friends from my course or my friends from Mm -hmm. like societies and stuff like that that I was hoping to keep in contact with because they also came to London yeah, there's been the drift. There's, there's, there's been the drift. And it's sad because it's not like all of those people, there's nothing wrong with them and I enjoy all of their companies. Mm. But I, I, I felt that in that first year since coming to London that we would make an effort but it wouldn't be enough to sustain yeah. the friendship. I think that's the thing. Like When you're not... When you go from seeing someone every day or at least you know a few times a week and having so much in common like for example when you're at uni you have 
to talk about like your course or your club, but also did you go on that night out? Yeah. The mutual friendship gossip. Oh, I've just walked past so and so. All of these really small things that kind of keep you active in each other's lives. Mm-mm. Whereas when you are in a different city or in different jobs, mm. there isn't that immediate like need to tell them all of your small updates. Yeah. Um, and so that feels like you've drifted. But I guess the thing is you could still be there for each other in the same way. Like if you needed them, mm. would you like are they the sort of people that you still go to or do you think that friendship has just completely changed? I mean it depends. I think there's definitely friends where, yeah, that friendship just completely changed. Mm-hmm. It'd be quite probably now quite weird if I just messaged them out of the blue with some problem that I had. I'm really interested to know what, if you happen to bump into someone, not that that like, ever happens in London, but if you were walking down the street and saw a friend that you drifted from, or in your head what you classes drifted from, how would you act? Would you stop and talk to them or would you kind of be so far gone that you would just walk past each other and pretend that you never knew them. Because this is what I find so weird. There are people that when I was like 13, 14, that sort of like teenage age, Mm. I was obsessed with. (laughs) Like my best friend, my mum could literally not like kick them out of a house for Mm. love nor money, spend every single second of the day with them. And when I wasn't with them, I was texting them, walk past them in the street and we would probably not look at each other or do a little Mm. out of the corner of yeah. our eyes yeah I just and I find that so bizarre yeah I think that's definitely true for me for home friends if, if I go home yeah because I guess it's been so long it's just been so long I'm quite an, I, could, I can be quite an awkward person as well so I'm not very good at small talk mm. so that makes it quite difficult if I would bump into mm. somebody that I haven't spoken to in about five years I'd probably just be like bumbling around like an absolute idiot not knowing what to say but having said that that same question to people that I've drifted from from uni. I think if I saw them, I'd you know I'd definitely say hello, like have a catch up with them. I'd, like, I'd be this is the thing. Like this is what's difficult about drifting is that I'm still interested in their lives and I'm still like yeah. I want like I want to know what's going on and stuff. It's just we don't have we don't have the capacity to keep up with people at all times. Yeah, um, and so things naturally are gonna slide. But also, I've had it where friends have drifted, only to drift back into my life just randomly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, the main thing that I've kind of taken away from my friendships in the last like, year or so, is that they will ebb and flow, and that's just kind of natural. Yeah, of course, because it definitely depends where you are, both in your life. So, for example, I was talking to an old colleague the other day, and... She was talking about how drifting was actually necessary for her mentally because all of her friends started getting married and having babies and like moving on to this next stage in life. She just wasn't there and she was kind of struggling to get there. Mm. And so for her own mental health, she kind of had to step away. And she was like, I can't be around people who always talk about their children because for me, that makes me feel really shit. I'm really miserable. Yeah. So I'm going to have to just, like, distance myself from this friendship until either I catch up with you or your child is old enough that you stop giving a fuck about every single time <laughs> they, like, 
Do make a noise. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, like, you know, taking that step back is a really positive move and it doesn't mean that that is going to be forever. But what about you though? Have you had much drifting since... Did you find similar to me that since you kind of left uni, you've drifted from people? And even because you've tried to change jobs, like mm. things like that, have you, and, and moved house within London, have you drifted? So funnily that? enough, when I first went to uni in my first year, I became so absorbed into uni life. I was very much like, so busy, making so many friends, like didn't really want to talk to anyone from back home. Not didn't want to, I think that's a lie still would regularly like FaceTimes with my friends and stuff but now I think back to how I was with my friends then I definitely drifted in that my first year and I don't really know what changed but in my second and third year I became really close again with a a good few people from back home so Leo and Meg for example Mm. and now they're like my closest friends we did have that year maybe year and a half where we did separate yeah um and I think that again, it's just that that wasn't because I needed to take a break from them, but that was just that our worlds became so intense and it was like the bright lights and big cities of all these new places and all these new things yeah. we were experiencing. But having that understanding that you've not drifted because either of you are horrible or because either of you are just can't be asked mm. makes it so much easier, I think like yeah. acknowledging why people may have gone a different way yeah my next question was going to be about how do you address drifting if you feel yourself drifting with someone you're not sure whether it's for a good reason or for a bad mm. reason how do you bring it up is it is it a good idea to bring it up or do you let yourself just let it let it slide and yeah i think it depends on and i think you know you honestly know if you want someone in your life so if there's someone that you haven't spoken to in a while and then all of a sudden their face comes up on Instagram and you go, fuck, I like, haven't spoken to that person in yeah. so long, that's really, really bad, then I don't think there's any shame in just reaching out and going, do you know what, I'm really sorry, I've been really, really busy. I'm going to just address the fact that like I probably haven't spoken to you in a week, a month, six yeah. months, however long it's been, my bad. But if you've not spoken to someone in ages or the rate in which you're speaking to them has like declined and got less and less Mm. and you don't really feel like anything's missing like what's the point in bringing up what's the point in saying i haven't spoken to you in ages blah blah yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with having like the less close friends that you see every few months but i don't think there's any point in saying i want to get our relationship back on track if you genuinely like don't feel like you're missing anything yeah is that mean what no, do you think <laughs> I, I agree i think it's questioning whether you feel like that person not being so close to you in your life how much that is affecting mm-hmm. you and whether that is that you're missing them i think the only thing that i would question is that i am definitely guilty of not doing anything about the fact that i'm drifting from certain friends and just kind of not addressing it at all, just because I'm wrapped up in my mm-hmm. own lives, life, because I think everyone is wrapped up in their own life. I wonder though whether, sometimes there can be like simmering resentments because of that, yeah. and I wonder whether it's worth bringing it up, because you don't know what, if you don't know what's caused the drift necessarily, it could be something that you've done, and therefore it could be something that you're gonna rectify. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If it's just kind of, they might not be messaging me because I did this thing that I didn't realise that I did 
and therefore maybe I should be bringing it up. Yeah, no, you're so right. But you can't, the thing is, you can't chase everyone. No. And I think if we go back to our episode that was about arguments, if someone is having that much like bubbling resentment without ever mentioning it to you, then you, as much as you think you might be in the wrong for letting it get that far, if they wanted to save the friendship, they would have brought it up. So true. If they cared that much about having you in their life, mm. then they and they noticed that you know you hadn't spoken in a while and they were holding on to something from weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Like why have they not? Why have they not? Why have they not tried to fix it yeah. as well? Yeah, that's true. I guess it's just what the yeah addressing what the issue is, isn't it? The crux of the issue is the crux of the issue. Something that has gone wrong, or is it just that you you've grown apart? Yeah, I also think that it's um. It is really hard when you see people that you've drifted from all together. Yeah. So when, like, all your home friends or all of your, like, one group of friends that you used to be really close with post a picture and they're all together on Instagram and you're like, fuck, I wasn't invited to that. Yeah. So there's no reason why you would have been invited to that because you haven't spoken to those people in, like, six months. But, yeah, you're looking. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, I used to be like the central party to that group <laughs> and now no, no, not even not even like it used to be about me but just like anything that those however many people did together I was part of, I yeah. was part of and now they're all meeting up and I'm not there mm. that feels really weird yeah or even if it's not a group but like two people mm. yeah. that you kind of used to see in, in one yeah, yeah. kind of like factor Absolutely. of your life and then they're meeting up, and you're like, oh, at what point did I did I stop getting the invite? Mm. At what point do you stop inviting? If you're friends with a group, and you notice one person kind of slipping away, mm. when do you stop inviting them to the group thing? Depends how much I like them. <laughs> Depends how great fun they are. Oh, Anna's had a gin, so now she, <laughs> now she wants to party. Um, I do. No, but seriously, yeah. like, when do you... God, that's a really hard question. I know, and I don't know what I've asked, because I know you're going to turn around on me and I don't have the answer. I... To try and kind of quantify it, maybe if I felt that they were slipping away for a good three months. Oh, okay, interesting, you've gone months. I think if I invite someone... I've just made this up off the top of my head, so I don't know if actually this is true and what I practice, but I think if you invite someone to, like three things and every single one they turn down I probably wouldn't feel that bad about on about not inviting them for a fourth, for a fourth. yeah but what if they're really good excuses oh I mean if it's like oh a family member's in hospital and then <laughs> like you know and then Chloe's like nope <laughs> sorry third strike and you're out <laughs> no like I don't um no I know what you mean I know what you, mean. you kind of get a vibe from someone like yeah. this anyway Let's talk about if you think drifting is always a bad thing. I don't necessarily think that it always is a bad thing, no. Because, as we said, it's a natural part of life. And Mm -hmm. in a kind of... I don't know if this is overly philosophical and spiritual thing to say. Mm -hmm. But if if someone's drifting from you, it's probably for a reason. And they're probably not meant to be in your life Uh at that time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Is that, is that really woo-woo? I, I mean, don't I don't really believe in, like, faith and all of those no, things. No, I But I, the, the thing is, I just think that 
like relationships and friendships equally work and happen when you put in effort. And unfortunately, we have a finite amount of effort and amount of energy to yeah. give to those things. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, the the balance has to tip. And if I feel like I'm putting on way more effort with someone, I know there are definitely times where I'm like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk to that person until they until they talk to me because I feel like I've been giving, giving, giving yeah. and they've not offered me anything back. Yeah, that's definitely happened to me many times. But actually I have a friend, a really close friend who has that happening to her at the moment where she had this really, really other close friend um they were always like a really tight pair and now that friend of hers has a boyfriend has got a new boyfriend um and so actually it's not that way is the men it's not <laughs> it's not actually that new anymore even it's like i think they've been they're out of the honeymoon phase yeah they're out of the because I, I think you can forgive the honeymoon mm. phase but they're out of the honeymoon phase and basically this friend just keeps bailing on my friend and my friend's just feeling really shit about it and mm. she was chatting to me about it recently and i was like look as if I'm like some friendship guru. But she is an like, angry aunt. <laughs> Anyone direct your emails to Anna. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I was just like, well, friendships are supposed to be balanced, and like, obviously, they're not going to be yeah. totally balanced yeah. at all times. But like, they think and things are going to be shifting. Yeah. But like, they do need to be overall balanced yeah. in terms of how much effort you're both putting in. Mm-hmm. And if she's not going to be putting the effort in then nor should you. You should kind yeah. of always sort of mimic what someone is giving you because yeah. otherwise it's just going to be a shit dynamic. I think with your best friends and your closest friends, you can have that push and pull because you know when your best friend is like, I'm really struggling right now. Mm. And it, if I know that my somewhat like my bestest friend or my closest friend or just someone that I really care about is going through a really shit time... Every single day, I will probably send them, like, a, are you okay, message. Mm. Even if they literally give me, like, one sentence back and don't ever ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. Because I expect that back. When I'm going through my shit time, yeah. two months, three months, whenever from now, Yeah. I expect them to offer me that same thing. But when it is just, like, you know, a generic friend, if all you feel like you're doing is, like, give, 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 and they're sucking your energy. There's that great phrase that's, like, some friends are radiators... And some friends are hoovers. <laughs> no. Hmm. Oh, I like you. If it's not that, I like that. So you have to establish whether a friend is a radiator. So they like give off heat and give off warmth and give off energy. Yeah. To you, or oh, I feel like I'm really fucking up the analogy. Maybe we should Google it. I'm gonna Google it. Drains. Drains. Radiators and drains. Is that yeah. what it says? Yeah. Yeah. So there's. If you're a radiator, you give off all your warmth and you give off energy. And mm. it's nice to be around radiators. Babes, I was just literally stood next to your radiator cuddling it. You, you know? It's it's nice. A drain is someone who's, like, taking all of your heat and energy that you're radiating. Yeah. And, like, I mean, everyone needs radiators in their lives. Yeah. So, if you're drifting away from someone who is a drain... Fuck it, don't matter. Let, I would say... drift. I'd say do worse than drift. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading about this, and research shows that the average friendship only actually lasts seven years, so... Yes, I feel like I've heard that stat before. We might have even talked about it on the podcast Maybe, before, but know. I think seven years is an interesting figure, talking about it. I think it's an interesting figure, but 
Well, <gasps> do you know what else is seven years? What? Oh, you, you know, like the sun stuff. So you know. <laughs> Oh god! You said you were. You know how everyone says at like the way that this. No, I'm not explaining this. Done by like astrology, seven years is when you experience like a huge change, which is why a lot of people experience like 21, they go through like an absolute crisis, and like 30, they go through like an absolute crisis. Mm. They have like 30 is this huge awakening in people, and it's because like the way that the sun moves is around or just over every seven years. So the fact that you said friendships are seven years, interesting. Very interesting. I'm not sure I buy the astrology stuff. Do you know what? Dolly Alderton said it, so... Therefore, it must be... Fucking must go be trash it to her. Um, but yeah, so my whole point to this was not about the sun. It's actually... Guys, your friendships are doing stars. Just look up in the night sky yes. and they'll tell you. And they'll tell you what, what the deal is. Um, no, I was going to say that if, perhaps if they're drifting, your time's up. They're out. So if you know, if you like, I've been friends with them for six years. <laughs> fuck them. No, they're not. Um, they're seven not years, right? So I'm just trying to think. I'm gonna try and count a friendship of mine. I mean, you've got about four years left. I think it's just the point is, friendships don't last forever. I also think the point is that Sadly. people. Is that a really bleak thing to say on a friendship <laughs> podcast? Friendships don't last forever. <laughs> don't fucking bother. You may as well just be a hermit. The end. No, I do think that, you know, everyone changes and like life's changed. Like when I think who I was seven years ago when I was, Mm. quick math, when I was 16, (laughs) I hope and I pray and I genuinely do believe I was a very different person to the person that I am now. Oh God, yeah. And so, and I always say this is relationships because like, shout out to Ariel and her like 10 year relationship. It blows my mind that you can manage to grow in like a consistent linear parallel path with a friend or with a partner or whatever. Yeah. Because it's how easy would it be for like you to take a complete left turn and then to take a right turn? Like that's a long period of time. And you have like you have the ability to change so much over those Especially in those like really formative years, maybe not so much when you're older. No, I think when you're older too. Because Do you think with the babies, babies and, stuff, yeah. and like parents dying and like divorce. Oh, that God, we've got loads of stuff. They get babies married. <laughs> you know, you're so happy, and she's like, "Yeah, your parents die." <laughs> well, it's true. Like you know, yeah. No, I totally there was no, there was no comeback from that. That it, it's a bleak message, but it's hard. And I think, but I do think, and I want to just preface that with, just because your life's changed doesn't mean you can't be friends anymore. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, the ideal scenario is that you don't, you, as you say, grow in a similar rate. Yeah. And you're not, you don't drift apart. I'm going to read something that was in um, the December issue of Cosmo. They did a big piece all about friendship, and one of the essays was about drifting whoa um, so on topic so on topic and I promise we had this planned before I read the piece um, <laughs> so it's by Yomi Adedoke who wrote the amazing book Stay in Your Lane with her friend Woo-hoo! Friendship Girls but so I'm just going to sort of pick out a few key sentences here the full article is probably online I don't work for Cosmo I don't know um, <laughs> she read not all friendships end with a backstab blazing row or epic blow up as we get older, they simply peter out. 
I'm not sure of whether Nadine changed, I changed, or we both did, but after a few years, cracks began to form. Unlike family, we have the luxury of picking our friends, and the idea that there has to be an injured party before you can go your separate ways is wrong. Moving on is not a punishment, it's a part of growing up. And I just think, she's just really been very succinct there in about three sentences with what we've done in over half an hour. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> I totally agree that she's managed to kind of find the crux of the issue in a very articulate and mm. eloquent way. Um, and I think that's so interesting that it's not wrong for a friendship to not end on like a big blow up or mm. anything. It's actually completely normal. And and therefore the drift isn't always a bad thing. Just It's no. just that me going back to being all spiritual it's just that friendship's path who the fuck are you I don't today? know I've had one gin and no I've had two gin and tonics she had two gin well one and a half and she's absolutely pissed we've established that a drift isn't always a bad thing sometimes it is necessary and it's just mm-hmm. the path god that bloody path <laughs> What about if you feel yourself drifting from someone that you do not want to be drifting from and you want to, as you very nicely put it in the intro, claw your way back in. Like a little gremlin that I am. Um, I think that if someone was your friend enough for you to be missing them, saying to them, I miss you, is actually a delightful thing. I think there is, like... Honestly, nothing more lovely and heartwarming than when there's a friend that, you know, you've been meaning to reach out to, but you've been too busy, or maybe you have reached out to them a few times and they've been a bit unresponsive, and all of a sudden to see their message, you like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, please can we meet up? This is so mad, because look at this text that my best friend from uni, who I haven't spoken to for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, not sure, um, text me today. Oh, read it out. So it says, hello, my baby, just dropping in to say I love you and I miss you. Mm. And I honestly, I was on the way, on the bus on the way to work this morning and I got that text and it actually made my day. And I, because I'd been thinking about her the night, last night because... Do you know what, it's always when you're thinking about them. It's always when you're thinking about them that they're thinking about you. Like, there must be something in the air that's made you... Why are we being other? so spiritual? Yeah, so and I cannot tell you how nice that message was mm. because yeah, I'd been feeling guilty about not having spoken to her mm-hmm. recently. Going back to what I kind of said at the start is that I sometimes yeah, when we were constituting between what actually is a drift when you still feel like they're your close friend, mm. sometimes all it is is just you need that message just because you haven't actually messaged them to see what's going on in a while. That's the thing. It's it's so easy to get caught up in your own life and especially with, you know, modern life and work and emails and, con- like, there's just this idea of, like, constantly being on and, like, like there's, like, a fetishization of I'm going to work loads and I'm yeah. going to be... Yeah. on my emails at 11pm and unfortunately that means that if all your energy is focused on work like you drop the ball with your friends yeah. and while that's acceptable sometimes not always mm. so I just think if you know you've been a bit of a shitter turning around and saying I've been 
I've not been a good friend and I'm really sorry and I miss you. Yeah. Or not even I've not been a good friend because sometimes genuinely you don't have a choice but to pick up the ball at work. But just yeah. saying, I haven't been there. Delicious. Yeah. Love that message. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah. So, But yeah. what about when it's someone that you're maybe having like a circumstance change with, you know? How... What, what do you mean circumstance? So if it is someone that's you used to be really close to but... It's like a school friend or, um, you know, they've recently got a boyfriend or they've recently had a baby or something and you've had, they, like, your friendship has changed in dynamic. Yeah. How would you approach? I, well, I think the whole thing is about being proactive with the friendship mm-hmm. and remembering that, like, a friendship actually requires work. It's not just going to carry on being a friendship if you don't put the effort oh, in. That's so true. Like, it's, like, with a relationship, like, you wouldn't expect mm. a, a partner or a couple to carry on being a couple if they never speak to each other or they never make time to see each other or ask each other how they are. And so I think it, we should just approach friendships in the same way. What's so interesting to me is that you can drift from a friend and, like, sort of fall out of friendship love or fall out of that closeness mm. but you'll never have the conversation and you'll just drift and drift and drift until you kind of go from speaking every day to speaking once a week to speaking once yeah. a month to speaking once a year to never speaking yeah but it's like you'd never do that with a boyfriend like you yeah. can grow apart from a boyfriend but you still have a conversation and have like a breakup a breakup yeah like that's so uh, that dynamic is so interesting to me yeah but I do think, but that's why I think that you sh- we should kind of think of our friendships mm. in in more of a relationshipy sense because they won't always be there. So my main advice would be to, and not that I'm one to give advice because I've definitely drifted and not done anything about it. Well, I thought you were an agony aunt. We've already spoken about okay, this. Okay, yeah. Ignore <laughs> what I just said. I am an agony aunt. You're gonna have a column so soon. Um, I am. Watch watch this space. Is yeah. So it's about being proactive and it's about kind of scheduling time is about mm. doing things like okay when is their birthday when is an important day to them putting it in your calendar on your phone just so that you can't forget so that mm-hmm. you remember to text them um just engaging with them on kind of every aspect that you feel capable you're just so gorgeously amazing at writing <laughs> these things in your diary i can't even write my own plans in my diary let oh, alone I'm, my friends i'm such a diary writer downer i i want to be <laughs> i want to be that person and i just i think it's just about creating the habit though yeah I you just so. get in, i just get into a routine of it so that's yeah that's my bits of advice mm. um i also wanted to bring up an article that Ariel wrote in red magazine a couple of months ago so the whole feature is on how to sustain friendship as you get older and a couple of these i think are really quite relevant so kate lever who is a previous girlfriend's guest mm-hmm. we will to... link that episode in the show notes yeah go go back listen to that one she was fabulous um, she talked about filling in the cracks. So actually, same wavelength as me. Mm. She says, make a note of important dates in your friend's life so you can drop a text saying, thinking of you. It's simple but significant. Another point is, don't ditch. So, you've probably been told to remove toxic friends from your life. And sure, if someone is a constantly negative force, uh, i.e. a drain, in mm-hmm. Chloe's speak, uh, <laughs> <Chloe's> speak. <laughs> it makes, own language. <laughs> it makes sense to cut ties. 
But Nelson, this expert, suggests ditching people assumes we are perfect beings ourselves and claims it will only make us lonelier. With romantic relationships and children, we understand that we have to negotiate through disappointments, she says. If you keep ditching friends, you'll have to start building that intimacy over again from the beginning. Learn to ha- how to have tough conversations and practice forgiveness. Friendships are constantly evolving, adds Red's contributing editor, Rosie Green. The friend who wasn't there for you this time could be your rock next time. Keep lines of communication open softly in the background, she says. You never know when your friendship may become strong again. Do you know, I think that's so true because we've spoken before about how different friends have different roles and I think, you know, obviously your bestest in a most circle should be there for you for every single thing, but you've got those friends that you rely on for fun and you've got those friends that you rely on for brunches and you've got the friends <laughs> that you rely on for exercise and like yeah. you you know you have friends in different like areas of your life and you can't expect your fun drinking pal to be like the most rock solid support when yeah. you you know you found out some terrible news about a family member or something like yeah. that yeah but just because they're not there for you in that hard time doesn't mean that you should sort of think oh, I don't want to I don't want them in my life at all ever no Because the next time that you want to go out and have an amazing time, they're going to be people that you want to text. Yeah. I I think Rosie Green put it really well with keeping those communication lines open softly Mm. in the background. And I think this is advice to myself because I've definitely spoken about this before, but I'm particularly not good at um, keeping touch via WhatsApp conversations or iMessage or whatever. I'm I'm turning away so so badly. Well, yeah, I just... I just struggle with it, but then I don't want. I do think that friendships suffer because of it, mm. and but don't be like that. Don't do enough. No, I think it's kind of doing your best to to drop your friend a message every mm. you know week or. But yeah, but equally, there is this notion in like today's world that. Here she goes you, again. Today's you know, world. Today's world. This day and age. I, I am 80, if you didn't know. <laughs> she there, is. No, but there is this notion that you need to be talking to everyone all the time, mm. otherwise, you'll shit friends. And it's just because you have the access to everyone doesn't mean you need to utilise it at every single second of the day. True. Like, there are those people where every time I look at their phone, they've got a message from the same person. Mm. And. I feel so guilty sometimes that I'll go a whole day and I'll write and text one of my best friends. Mm. And actually, like, God, go back 50 years. People would be best friends and they wouldn't see each other for weeks and weeks. I think we need to cut ourselves some slack. Like, if you've had a really busy day and you've been in meetings, you're not shit friends because you haven't managed to spare five seconds to even eat your soup, let alone send a text. I do think you're so right, actually, in that drifting as a whole is a very kind of modern friendship Mm. issue because go back to kind of our parents age there is no such thing as drifting because you're either in someone's life or you move somewhere else and you're not in that that person's life anymore you might be like a pen pal but it's just not yeah it's not the same is it so yeah interesting very interesting i mean i don't know if i've really got a conclusion other than make the effort for the people that you care about and let the ones that you don't slide because you ain't got time for that 
And it's not always about people being absolutely shit, horrible people. Like, you don't need to argue. If someone doesn't serve you anymore, then sometimes, you know, you find a new purpose for them or you... Let it go. Like, yeah. Distangle yourself from their lives. Yeah. Distangle, that's not a word. Untangle. Untangle. And don't beat yourself up about people that you do drift apart. No, things change, lives change, you're busy. You're busy. Listen, are you hear me? We know that you're busy. We know what you've got going on. <laughs> we see you. I think it's time for a friendship girl. Friendship girls. Here she goes again. Well, Ariel's not here, so she usually sings the, the friendship goals jingle. So I, I did it for her. You're welcome, babes. <laughs> Chloe, you've brought friendship goals this time. Um, Do you know what? I'm actually conflicted in my friendship goals, and I think it's really related to the topic of the show. Right. My friendship goals, I'm going to say what it is, and you'll understand my confliction. Pussycat dolls. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Pussycat dolls are doing a reunion. I want to say 15 or 10, 15 years on from when they got together, when they had... Don't you wish you could have oh, was hot like me? Don't you? <laughs> um, so they're reuniting. My confliction when I when I first heard it, I was kind of like, well, you know, they're only getting back together because they obviously all need a bit of an extra cash dollar. We all know that they hated each other. Do we? What's the point? But actually, then I listened to Nicole Scherzinger on Jessie Ware and Lenny Ware's podcast, and she was like. Jessie was pretty frank about that, as she always is. Great podcast. Mm-hmm. Jessie's very good at asking this is the t- kind of hard conversations, table manners. Table manners, yeah. Um, she said, not not being funny, but, you know, there's a lot that's been written about you. It's been a long time. Are you not worried that it's going to be awkward? And Nicole was like, no. I'm in my 30s. They're in the same age as me. We We had friendships we grew apart because like I literally moved like I moved to England they had solo projects everyone's doing their own thing drifting well yeah everyone drifted it's not like anyone the press makes things out to be so sour but I don't really think that was the thing so I just want to give a shout out to like her being so open yeah. about that yeah and I definitely want to question well yeah I want to question how much they did hate each other because I mean, to be fair, I feel like during the time that the Pussycat Dolls were a thing, I probably wasn't, like, reading the news. But I imagine that the media oh, I put think them I against stories. each other. Because Nicole was the lead singer and didn't give anyone else a chance and all of this shit. But right. I'm sure they auditioned for the parts they had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of, like, that's the nature of the, the band, so they just probably kind of got on with it. Mm. But I imagine that the media just kind of jumped in on it and yeah pit them as they like to do pit Mm -hmm. women against each other um but let's talk about how they are a friendship goals because i remember listening to them back in their heyday and literally thinking they were the coolest group of girls since girls allowed who i also (laughs) literally give me any like early noughties girl group sugar babes girls allowed pussycat dogs i want to know everything about them yes um i mean yeah if any time you watch them on stage, any time you watch their music videos, they look like they were having the fucking time of their lives. Just like hanging out, dancing, singing, 
writing, working with their best friends. Like, mm-hmm. how could that not be the most fun thing you've ever done in your life? So wait, you said you were conflicted. What, why aren't they friendship goals to you? Well, it's just this thing of like, apparently they hated each other. Oh, right, I see. So they get, are they getting back together just because they, they think there's monetar- monetary value or are they getting back together because they actually miss each other? Not, I don't know. I'm going to go with they miss each other and they love each other and they loved making music together. Have they released any new music? So they haven't released any new songs yet, no. So I think their, like, reunion is going to be the old stuff, but I think they have written new things together. Are they going on at all? Is that the idea? Um, So they did... I I haven't seen it, and I should have, because research. (laughs) They performed on the X Factor finale, because obviously she's a judge there. Oh, yeah. Um, But I think they're doing a few shows, yeah. And then I think they're releasing new music. Oh, it's always a big deal when someone who was, or a group that was like a big thing back in the day, come back with new music, because it's always going to be a letdown. Yeah, I wonder. The thing is, Nicole's such an amazing singer. Yeah. And the rest of them are as well, like, let's not like, Ashley. Yeah. Um, And they're really great performers as well, like the, the way they kind of... Move the dancing and the, the leg, like the legs f- up to the ears. I feel like Honestly. they were the reason that I used to like practice dance routines in my bedroom. Was like, hey, you guys, <laughs> please tell me what was your signature move? Uh, I don't think I had one because I'm very, anyone who knows is, knows that I have no rhythm. So I, I imagine those dance routines were absolutely appalling. But still, yeah, they, they made oh. me want to get up and dance. They so. had some absolute bangers. I used to, I had the actual CD. Same! And I used to play, did you ever used to have a CD player that's like, you just had earphones plugged into? It was like a portable one? Yes, a walk, like a Walkman. Yeah, it was just like, mine was like yeah. a circle. Yeah, there was like I a have one. Um... button and it would like, eject, the lid would eject yes, it. Yes, I used to listen to it on airplanes <laughs> yeah. all the time. And then you put your CD in and then you'd like, push it back down, put your earphones or have, I think I had like these, weird looking mm-hmm. headphones there's really like flat headphones yeah. and then I'd like listen to Pussycat Dolls and I'd listen to um, who sang uh, Get Out Leave Christina yeah. Aguilera no. no Jojo 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 <gasps> don't even start I could literally give you Jojo's Jeez, back half of right now so it was so for me it was Pussycat Dolls Girls Aloud Jojo and um, Avril Lavigne I'm on all of them also I'm going to help Gwen Stefano Oh, okay. I was a big Gwen Stefani guy. Also, Sugar Babes for me. Oh, Literally Sugar any Babe. song, I would, I Although could tell you. They any song. were always in the news for being like hating each other and breaking. Well, they up. had like seven formations of the Sugar Babes <laughs> because did. different members kept dropping out. Yeah, that is true. So true. Right. Well, yeah. I think that's that's bloody pussycat dolls in a nutshell. We just. Thing. women getting together in a group and fucking being sassy is absolutely inspirational we're here for it i'm and here for it do you know what even if they are just reuniting for the money good for them women get don't get enough credit for just making some, some cash ma- dollar yeah. they're just making some paying some bills they're just making some cash mm, we've all got bills to pay as well we do. Same. if we only see. i could pay mine through singing and shaking my bum <laughs> I wish I could. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of Drifting. Ooh, it rhymed. Give us a follow on Instagram. Don't drift away from us by not following us on social media. Girlfriends.pod and 
we'll be back. Is next week our Christmas special? Next week is our Christmas special. Babes, we're not going to be able to see you. It's going to be cracking, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.